Hi, welcome to the Tea Times 3 podcast. And um, for those who, who haven't heard of our last episode of the Tea Times 3 podcast, uh, the purpose of this podcast is just to offer a safe place to play in podcast land, something that we hadn't seen, what well, I hadn't seen in um, the different podcasts that I've listened to. Some of them I can't listen to in front of my child who's in the car with me all the time. It's a place, and the car is a place where I listen to my podcast the most. Mm-hmm. And I'm unable to do that because some of them are vulgar and they slip yeah. curse words in. And um, I'm not ready for him to hear that yet. So we're just trying to offer... Um, a safe place to play something that you can listen to in front of your parents your children yeah. and we still cover current events and try to offer some useful information with a little laugh here and there so today we're going to talk about um, car maintenance for women mm-hmm. but I think that this will be maintenance that anybody can use because I remember on my college campus some guys coming up to the girls' dorm asking people, who, which one of y'all know how to change a flat? And I've heard a lot of guys say they don't know how to change flat tires and yeah. they don't know how to do basic maintenance on right, cars. Right. No fault of their own, nobody taught them. So. Mm-hmm. But my husband says all the time, it may not be your fault, but it is your problem. Right. So you, need to, you know this is a skill you need to learn. You need to go and do what you can to find out how to do it. So we are bridging the gap. Maybe you didn't have a father, uncle, somebody to teach you. How to change tires, but it's not just a man thing. Women need to know how to do these things, too, because we drive cars, Mm -hmm. you know? And um, we have someone here. We're going to refer to him as J.D. or B.I.L., which is the Mm -hmm. brother-in-law. And he is very uh, knowledgeable in the area of cars and car maintenance. He can listen to a motor and tell you what kind it is. (laughs) You know, he can just hear the car. And tell you what's wrong with it. So we thought that he would be the perfect person to give us some tips on car maintenance. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. It's good to be here. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, I am T1, by the way. And we have... T2? T2 here. T3. T3. And we have some other visitors you may hear in the background. Nephew. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we will remain nameless, but you'll hear them. I'm... Sure. So this is the Tea Times Three podcast. Well, you might not get all the tea, but you get three teas. <laughs> That's cute. That's my little quip. I like that. that I came up with. All right. So you want to get right into the maintenance things? That sounds good. Let's do it. Okay. What you got for us? What do we need to know about our cars? Let's start with the basics. Basic okay. maintenance. Okay. The easiest and the most simple thing that anybody could do, man or woman is first starting with basic air pressure in your tires. Oh, The oh, <laughs> Modern cars have a little thing in there to tell you if your tire is flat or not. This is true. They do. They have tire pressure monitoring systems. Most modern cars have that. Now, some <clears> don't, <throat> though. Huh? Some don't. Mm-hmm. And the easiest thing that anybody can do is go to the auto parts store and get a pocket-sized tire pressure it's like the shape Chester. of a pin. It's about the size of a pin. <laughs> and what you can do first is go to each tire, mm-hmm. unscrew the cap, take a pressure reading, and look at what your reading is. And you have to know what it should be. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, we're going to go ahead and just say, uh, first, 
you should go with your automobiles manufacturer, the manufacturer's recommended pressure. Oh, yeah. We'll just go with that for right now. Now, you said there's a measurement on the pin that you can find at the at the auto parts store. But what's the measurement is different from the car? Well, what the, what the little measuring device does, it measures the air pressure in the tire. Mm -hmm. So, we'll just say if my manufacturer, the manufacturer of my car calls for a 35-pound or 35 PSI rating on each tire. And you find that in the manual. It's going to be in the manual. When I got my first car, door. I read that manual front to back. Because oh. I was just so excited. And yeah. I went there almost with a highlight. I didn't highlight stuff, but I was red. I knew that car front well, to back. It's, it's very important. <laughs> uh, and tire maintenance, I would say, is the easiest thing to start off with. So, once you're yeah. equipped with the proper <laughs> measuring device to measure tire pressure, mm -hmm. and you know what your tire pressure should be, mm. Like you all stated, you can look in, uh, in, the in the automotive manual. There's probably a decal on the inside of the driver's door to tell you what your tire pressure should be. And you can actually look on the tire. And Where it'll say, I don't know. I don't know. it's embossed in the rubber. If you read that writing, I it'll actually tell you what the tire pressure should be for that tire. What's my pressure? Why don't they tell us these things? <laughs> my tire pressure is usually low on my tires. I don't know why. Believe it or not, everybody's tire pressure changes with the weather. Yeah. Now, but it makes the light come on. Well, uh, if you have a if you have a tire pressure monitoring system, mm -hmm. meaning each tire has a little sensor in there that transfers information to the automobile's computer, yeah. and if tire pressure falls below a given point, that'll turn on the tire pressure yeah. light on the oh, dash. Right. So it might not be like you know, oh no, my tire is gonna blow up. Oh, my tire's going flat. It's never that. It's just... It's just letting you know that it's, it's low. It's you not, need to yeah, check. It's, it's low. It's now, uh, once you go and you actually... Once you have a, the proper t measuring device mm -hmm. and you know what your tire pressure should be and you actually test each tire, there is an issue where you can be underinflated or you could be overinflated. I've had that happen before. Mm. So, if like, a, does if it a, pop like a balloon? Well, it, not necessarily. I would... It, that would be an extreme case. Oh. Yeah. You can't, if you put too much air in it, sure, the car, the, the tire could pop. Mm. But that's very, very extreme. Yeah. The biggest issue is when the tire, when the tire is properly inflated, mm. an underinflated tire, you have wear issues on the tire, mm. and this also directly affects your fuel mileage. Fuel so I'm losing gas. Because yeah. Oh, it makes you lose gas? Well, it's not the fact that you're using gas. gas. You're using more fuel. You're using more. You're yeah. using more fuel to do the same amount of work. Because if all your tires are low, it's almost like it's working harder. The vehicle mm. is working harder to I mean, move. Oh, so you you're using more fuel. So once Air I pressure. know that my prep my tire pressure, if I know what it should be and I go in and measure it, I don't want to overinflate it mm -hmm. and I don't want to underinflate it. Okay. If I overinflate, what happens is the vehicle is riding on the ball of the tire, and it has a tendency to wear on the middle of the tire. But what happens is you don't get even wear. So mm -hmm. if you get an overinflated tire, the middle of the tread tends to wear out quicker. Mm -hmm. If you get an underinflated tire, the corners, the outer edges of the, the of the tread tend to wear out quicker. Mm -hmm. So in order to protect the investment of your tire purchase. And you want to get optimum fuel mileage, that's a good place to start. So that's some, that's a problem that I've been having. My tires have the current set that I have. 
have been both overinflated once and underinflated. Yes. So yes. that's probably why I keep having that problem with them. That tire pressure now, you, now if you if you if you uh, if you check your tire pressure and within say over the period of a period of time of maybe a day, if there's a change in your tire pressure within one day and it's like you're losing tire pressure, you're losing pressure, you probably need to have you probably have a slow leak that needs to be. You need to check it every day. If you had to do that every day and you like it's consistently low, something wrong with the tire. The tire probably needs to be repaired. Yeah, that's probably what I now, got going on. Yeah. Everybody's tire pressure at one point in time over the course of a season, where where the seasons change, where from yeah. summer, from spring, summer, winter, and then fall, fall winter, and winter. Spring, summer, fall. Exactly. It affects our tire pressure. Yeah. So everybody's tire pressure gets lower in winter. Yeah. Time. My friend told me she it's lived in Chicago. She said her tires was flat. It was so cold outside. Well, it that goes directly to molecules. Mm, well, molecules. So when the air when the air molecules are colder, they're closer together. When they're closer together, volume right. decreases. Mm. So when they heat up, they expand, they're okay, further that apart. Sense. That means the air pressure increases. Now a minute ago you said, Well my tires take nitrogen. I don't know what you talking about. <laughs> I didn't say it like that. There are a lot of modern vehicles that actually come with tires that are equipped with nitrogen. And is that because of seasons, so it won't be bothered by the expanding? You'll see on the little tire cap, it'll be green, and it'll say it'll have the little nitrogen symbol. Mm -hmm. Now, you can add nitrogen to your vehicle, to your car, your car tires, and what happens is... Anybody. What happens is... The nitrogen molecule is more stable. Oh, than the air molecule. And the nitrogen molecule is larger. Hmm. So it's, it don't, more it's stable. not affected by weather as much. I won't say that it's not affected. It's more stable. Okay. Okay. And I said as much. What happens is the nitrogen molecule, if you could look at its molecular structure, uh-huh. it's actually larger. So it is not as permeable to the the, the rubber. Even though the rubber, the tire, the, even though the rubber contains the, the, the air pressure or mm-hmm. the nitrogen pressure, in mm-hmm. it, in it, it contains it. Well, air pressure is going to leak through the rubber anyway. The rubber is not 100% self-contained. Yeah, I thought it was. So, I didn't know that. with a larger molecule, the nitrogen molecule will not be able to pass through the rubber because the molecules are larger oh. compared to natural air. Well, that's what I need to do. But can every tire take that, though? Yes. Oh, okay. You don't have to have a green cap, like you said. No. So anybody put nitrogen in their car? Yes. Well, it nitrogen? costs more than air, though. Well, you can't get it everywhere, right? You can't get it everywhere. That's okay. that Is that oh, you got to get it, like, on the black market? Right. No. 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 <laughs> no just certain places. Just certain tire places. No. You can't go to the gas station. If you have a low tire and you have nitrogen in your tires and your tire is low, mm-hmm. you need to get home. You need to be safe. Yeah. You couldn't put air on top of the nitrogen? You can't put it in there. Oh, you can. Okay. You can't put it in there, mm-hmm. but the place that you go to, everybody doesn't have nitrogen. Right, right. Everybody, I won't say everybody has compressed air because most service centers don't have compressed air. That's true. Mm-mm. They used so, to. They, they used to, no or they might have one there and it, and it doesn't work. Right. 
Now, what would happen if you put air on top of the nitrogen? Nothing would happen. No. Because it's still a gas, right? It's just, a, it's just that what happens is the nitrogen, when you have your tires inflated with nitrogen, temperature changes don't affect it as much. Okay. And the rubber is not as permeable to nitrogen. Hmm. Hmm. I want some of that. Mm. Yeah, so nitrogen is cool. Yeah. Nitrogen is free. Will they? Will, if you go to the dealership, they'll just let anybody go and get some nitrogen. Sure, it, nitrogen. It's not. It's so not. A, it's if not. If you a, got a, you got a Honda, you got a Toyota, you can go to Honda and be like, "Give me some nitrogen." Well, that their policy might vary from from place dealership. to place. Mm -hmm. I don't know what they would charge because nothing's free. No, it ain't yeah. free. But I know if you go to a place, if I, if I wanted, if I wanted to. Uh, put nitrogen in my tires, I would really be, I would really do a search and find out where the nearest nitrogen place is and what their policy is on their prices. Mm -hmm. I know you can do that. Now, I don't know if a lot of people know this. Certain places you can go in there, I know Sam's Club, Walmart, if they do tires, like most tire places you can go in there, just check your tire yeah, check for, it for free. free. For free. Yes. Yes. Oh, and we're not doing no plugs for people. It's not a plug. It's not a plug. plug you mentioned mention a place? Okay, well, we won't mention the place, but there's a what place is? where <laughs> they offer a free service. Mm -hmm. They will check your tire pressure and add it for free. Mm -hmm. And, you know, well, there's a place. There's another, <laughs> there's a place, a club, <laughs> that, uh... They will plug your tire for free too if you have a a, a, oh, lease, yeah. a little leak in. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, that's nice. So proper, you have to be a, of course you have to be a, a club member. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. yeah, So proper air pressure in your tires, making sure that your tires are in good shape. Mm -hmm. You don't want to ride around on ball tires. <laughs> you don't want to ride around <laughs> on, on bumpy tires. Mm -hmm. So tire pressure maintenance is very important because if you buy a brand new set of tires and you rotate them properly and you keep the tire pressure where it's supposed to be, you'll get uh, better performance and more life out of that brand new set of tires. Mm. Okay. Next tip. Next tip. Let's go to oil changes. Everybody talks about oil changes. Well, mm -hmm. should I use synthetic oil? Should I use non-synthetic oil? First of all, when you talk about oil changes, the oil changes should be at the frequency of the manufacturer's recommendation. Yeah, mm -hmm. I try to keep mine up. Uh, which would be somewhere between five and 8,000 miles. Mm -hmm. Years ago... It used to be 3,000. I remember hearing that. 3,000 miles is a good number, but in my opinion, it's a little frequent. Yeah. You're mm -hmm. not getting your money's worth out of your oil. Mm -hmm. because, but that was back in the day. I ain't because right years now. ago, uh, motor oil is not the same... It's not the same type of oil that, that you had back in the day. Mm -hmm. Motor oil now is really, really advanced. Just your basic motor oil. Mm -hmm. Your basic petroleum-based motor oil that you get from... Mm -hmm. Oh, well, we won't call it any name. <laughs> or from a department store. Oh, okay, that's good. It's, it's very advanced. It's better than it used to be mm -hmm. 30 years ago. Mm -hmm. That's good. So... Uh, what the oil does? What does the oil do in your car? Can anybody tell me what the oil does? It lubricates. It lubricates. Now, I, I always heard, I've always no, heard people know. say that the oil is the life of the car, mm -hmm. but I never understood why. So I don't it's know like what the exactly the, the oil does. It's I just know that my car started smoking one time. <laughs> <because I laughs> you had no oil in it. Well, the oil is the life of the car. 
Okay. So that what happens is when you start your vehicle and the engine is running, you have hundreds of, maybe not hundreds, but there are multiple moving parts inside your vehicle when that engine is running. So you have metal on metal parts, uh-huh. and as your vehicle runs, what the what the oil does is provides a micro layer of it's a film of oil mm-hmm. between all of these metal moving parts. Mm-hmm. So even though the the parts are actually touching, what the the oil does it creates a surface for these moving parts to glide. Yeah, because you don't want them to spark all that. And iron. Right. So oh, as yeah. the vehicle is running, mm-hmm. the moving parts are lubricated mm-hmm. and cooled. Oh. With the engine oil, so if you don't I have, never knew what oil did in the car. Yeah, I just know if you don't have it. sufficient oil, you're causing damage it's to your dry. engine. It's gonna start smoking. <laughs> you you're causing down. damage to your engine. Oh, in my instance, that was with my before I had my accident. So I waited too long to get an oil change or oil change, <laughs> and um, I think I had went like six thousand miles over. Oh, yeah. Like, I had waited a long time. Like, my car was gracious to me. It was like, okay, this girl is not doing what she's supposed to do. I'm going to give her a few more thousand. So, it started smoking and running hot. Mm. So, um, this one guy, he's dead now. Oh, Jesus. But, um, I remember we got stranded after a concert. Yeah, we got, we got stuck. And he was just like, oh, you just need some water. Water. <laughs> he put some water in the car. Where at? In the windshield wipers? No, I guess where the water go. Where I don't the water know. go. Radiator. In the radiator. Okay. So he put some water in there, and uh, I was able to make it home. But the next day, I was going. That to wasn't work. a problem then. No, it started smoking again, and it stopped. It ran hot. And um, it was smoking out the out the side. I know nothing about and that. And I got it pulled to the dealership, and they told me that the fans had went out. Okay, cooling fans. That's a part of the. And it was because all because of of the oil. The oil. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I don't know if the motor oil would have affected your cooling fans, but uh, the cooling fans back in the day. How most, far back in the day you talking about? Back in the day, I'll just say not 80s? that far ago, even in the 80s, 90s, uh, say, say 10 years ago. Okay, some vehicles the cooling fan was actually connected to the engine yeah. in a way that when the engine is running, mm-hmm. the fan is running. Mm. Well, it should be like that, right? Keep it well, cool. We can get into a, a long, right. drawn out discussion <laughs> about that, but most modern vehicles now have electric cooling fans. And the advantage to an electric cooling fan You don't need water. It doesn't take the engine's horsepower to run the fan. When you have a mechanical cooling fan, if you lose a belt, the fan stops running. Mm -mm, Jesus. But with an electric cooling fan, it's just going to run. It's connected to an electric motor controlled by the ECU. And the temperature sensor, electronic control unit, okay. so that when a given te- at a given temperature, when the engine reaches that point, it goes through the sequence and turns the fan on. Yeah, like there's a lot going on. Oh yeah, it's very complex. And it was it complex. was a lot of money too that they charged me. It was it's like eight hundred dollars for them to 
replace a fan. I'm like, well, I got some church fans in the car. I'll just go out there. Eight hundred dollars for a fan. But uh, JD said, well, well, that ain't gonna work. Your oil changes. Your oil changes. If you do that, you don't have to worry about that. Let's talk about oil changes. Yeah. Okay. So when you first of all, you need to know how often your oil needs to be changed. Mm-hmm. My recommendation would be in the manual. The manufacturer's recommendation for the the oil change element. Now, what if you buy a used car and don't have no manual in it? Mm. If it doesn't have a manual, manual in it, go go online and do the search. Yeah. Or you yeah. can't go wrong with three to five thousand miles. Okay. Okay. Now, second thing about oil changes: what type of oil do y'all do I use? Mm-hmm. When you go into the auto parts store, there's just multiple. Viscosities. Well, people are not going in the auto parts store. They're going to like five minute oil change places. Well, they might throw some questions at you. What do oh, you want? Yeah. What do you oh, want? Yeah. Synthetic you want, you want synthetic or petroleum based? That happened to me one time. So you need to know as a consumer, you need to be able to tell these individuals what you want mm-hmm. and understand what you're asking for. Put mm-hmm. a little bit of both in there. <laughs> well, here's my recommendation mm-hmm. a petroleum based oil. Is better than the oils from years and years ago. Mm-hmm. Okay. You can't go wrong with a petroleum based. So oil. you really don't need synthetic no more. Mm. No, synthetic is better. Okay. But it's more expensive. Mm-hmm. So here's See, I would the. I think petroleum would be more expensive. Petrol Vaseline? No, I'm thinking petroleum like the <laughs> girl. <laughs> <laughs> petroleum based. Here's the difference. A petroleum based oil is that's oil that actually they. They pull out of the ground. Yeah, that's what mm-hmm. I'm thinking. They process it. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, you just can't pull crude oil out of the ground right. and put, put it, it in your car. Right. <laughs> Not in motor vehicles. They refine it. MTs. And they the add these right? different uh, packages, oh, these yeah. different ingredients and these different recipes to the oil, mm-hmm. and they market it as their product. Mm-hmm. A synthetic oil okay. is one that's created in a laboratory. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, the advantages. What are the advantages? The advantage of a petroleum-based oil is most of your modern oils are great oils. You can't go wrong. If you change it during the recommended time interval, you won't have no problem. Okay. Why do you need to change the oil? As the vehicle runs, all of these moving parts, mm-hmm. the little parts wear. Mm-hmm. There's little particulates of metal and other worn parts floating through the oil. And it is trapped by the oil filter. So when you change your oil, you're actually changing all of the liquid, mm-hmm. and you're changing the filter that trapped all of the dirt and the warm particles in the oh, oil. It's like gargling your, the, your, your car's mouth. It's almost like oh. making your, it's like giving your uh, your engine a, a great big tic-tac. It is. You know what? I do feel a change yeah. in my car. Yes. I said it yeah, even I when I get yeah. into it. After it they feel different. Yeah, I like, thought it was in my mind. Like, but she happy. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Lighter. Like, I've had people in the past, like, I've had people change my oil, and then, you know, until I started just going to, strictly to the dealership, yeah. Yeah. I, ch- I, I feel the difference in that, too. Really? Why? I don't know. Maybe the type of oil. I didn't even oh, know. type of oil. Yeah, type of oil is very important. Yeah. Now, not necessarily the name brand. No, no. We right. won't call out any name brands. Yeah. But the manufacturer's recommendation, mm-hmm. do you know what your manufacturer's yeah, recommendation for the no. weight of your oil? I do you do. know what your Who said the what? The, the weight? weight? The weight of the, the weight oil. Of the oil. What do you mean the weight? 
How much it weighs? No, the weight is a designation for its viscosity at mm. a given temperature. No, I don't Do you know. you know what the weight of your oil is? 35. <laughs> well, these are very important things that not only so women, I thought I women knew but between, men need to know. I know. Mm. I thought it was just the only choice I thought I had was petroleum-based or synthetic. Right. No. So I can go to the five-minute oil chain place and tell them I want petroleum-based oil and I want this viscosity. Well, this as a as a service professional, they should. But you know they ain't going to. They mm-hmm. should be able to look at your mm-hmm. the cap oil cap on your engine, or you at least go by that they doing that. or at least go by the type of vehicle that you have, mm-hmm. and they should put the correct weight oil in there. I okay. hope so. We just now, hope that that's they why are. I go to the I go to the dealership. They don't ask me no questions. But yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I'm just, just gonna say they so don't that, ask me no questions because I probably because they probably doing that already, huh? On these, on these and models, then I got the car from there, so they got to get it right. The weight of the oil is extremely. I, extremely I didn't know nothing important. about that. So when you say weight of the oil, what are you talking about, JD? Well, the weight of the oil. When you look at a straight weight oil, mm-hmm. like thirty weight, forty weight, uh, fifty weight. What they're saying is, at a given temperature, the viscosity of that oil has a given rating. Okay. It's a single viscosity. It's a single weight rating oil. Hmm. Then they have multi, multi-weight multi oils. Well, my vehicle takes 10W30. Well, my oh, vehicle I have seen that. Is that why? My oh. vehicle takes 10W40. Okay. Or my, no, WD-40, okay. that's something different. I heard numbers. I was like, I understand. WD-40 getting no. squeak out your door. <laughs> no, just, 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 you know, when they used to put the sticker in your windshield after they changed your oil, it did. We would say 10W something on yes. it. 10 w oh, 30 That's, that's what you call a multi-viscosity oil. Okay. Meaning, All I look I at is the mileage on that little sticker. Mm-hmm. The first number. Do they still do the stickers? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. The first number is the designation. So if you say, I have, my vehicle takes 0W20. Mm-hmm. What that's saying is, at the lower temperature, temperature of the car, at the lower ambient temperature of the outside. Yes. Okay. okay. At lower ambient temperature, mm-hmm. at the lower given temperature, this is what this oil is going. That do. oil has the flowability of zero. Mm. If it's and zero, that's why you have 20, to let your car run when you turn it on. What it's saying is, warm it up. Warm it up. At the higher end of the spectrum uh-huh. at it that can move at any temperature it has the flowability so you want the weight. higher number so it move quicker well let's say this if we lived in a really really cold environment yeah. oh. you need you an oil your engine to start going faster you need an oil you don't want a real thick oil right. that's right that's going to be so thick that when the engine's trying to run it won't let it run hmm. Like molasses. Or if yeah, the engine starts so up, cold. the you know, oil's not flowing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? That's why so you it need is it. important That's that your car you run it. before you start driving. Well, what we're saying is, we're talking about the oils. That's oil? No. Okay. Well, we're talking about the oil. <laughs> so, if you put too heavy an oil mm-hmm. and you go to a colder temperature, when you start the engine and the pump, Needs to pump the oil through the engine. You gotta warm up. Well, the engine is running and the oil's not there. Oh, it is running. The engine is running and your 
Your engine's running dry. <laughs> yeah. It's knocking pieces loose. Probably. Oh, it's hot. So you have to have spark it. You have to mm-hmm. have the right oil mm-hmm. at the right time. Mm-hmm. So that's why having because you could the engine can be running. But the oil's not flowing. Right. Oh. So you have metal to metal wear. Dang. Where your do you know at what point where your engine wears the most? Can anybody tell me? You accelerate your brakes. Wait. What no. you say? No. What was the question? No. Oh, oh, no. What I'm was the question? The, 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 when your what? Cylinders, pistons. You know? Can anybody tell me? He did what, Nifka? <laughs> can anybody tell me at what time your what engine time wears the most? Wears the most. At what time? When you first turn it on. When you first start it on. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. I was going to say that. <laughs> I guess. Because all of the oil is it's, down in the bottom That's right. Of the it thing. ain't doing nothing. It's mm. been sitting. When you start the engine and the engine runs, the mechanical device called an oil pump, it mm-hmm. pumps the oil through uh. all of the vessels. It's like it's like blood veins all yeah. through the engine. So it is a blood so veins. And the oil needs to be able to flow. That's right. Now, when you, spy, when you start the engine up... Mm-hmm. The and there's and there's oil. no oil in the pan. Oh my lord! You just you you you're basically destroying your engine. Oh Jesus! Oh, so when you start your engine up and it's cold outside and you have the wrong oil in there, my lord! You basically destroying your engine. Oh, Jesus! So that's why it's very important to have the right weight oil, yeah. so that in the colder temperatures you need a very you need a thinner oil. So that's in the, the warmer 20, temperature. the 30, and the 40 oh, okay. and stuff. So the 40 the, is the best. No. You have what? to go with the manufacturer's recommendation. Okay. Mm-hmm. But they don't know why I live. It depends you on, need, on the vehicle, I, right? It depends on the vehicle. Uh-huh. You have to go because engines are built differently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Between Modern engines are built differently than they were years ago. Mm-hmm. They took back all that day, consideration. Back in the day, you could put anything the in there and it <laughs> wouldn't hurt it. Moonshine. Like them people <laughs> They put you, that you now, in it. But now, in the modern vehicles, <laughs> if you put the wrong type of oil in there, the engine might not run right. That's mm. right. That's right. So, these are just things that you need to know. Wow. When you go in to have your oil uh, changed. What's my weight on my car? Well, on the... <laughs> oh, see, yeah, you okay, go ahead. Head. On the blue car, it is uh, 0 W twenty. Oh, okay. Okay. And that's perfect for where we live because it's hot. It's a multi-viscosity oil. Mm-hmm. And what happens is... You get the protection. You get a broader band of protection from one end of the spectrum to the other as far as your temperature is concerned. When you look at it on the stick, sometimes it's black. Uh, yeah, Brand yeah. new oil is yeah. nice and pretty and kind yeah. of caramel uh, looking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's nice and buttery looking. Yeah, it does look like butter. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, that's the difference right there. <laughs> okay. So um, The filter filters out those particles. Okay. When you so change that's why you got to change it. They remove the oil out. They put on a new filter. They replace the drain plug and they add the new oil in. Okay. Every time they do all that. That's what they're supposed to do. That's what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. It sounds simple. Yeah. A lot of people have gotten their stuff messed up. And they cluck it up. Yeah. I saw a car on fire one day in the park. Mm. Now, a, a, can a vehicle catch on fire? What happens is. Tell her what she, what she shouldn't do so a car don't catch on fire. Because <laughs> she done mentioned a car on fire three times. I saw it, and JD, he passed the same spot and he was. He saw the burnt mark where the car was flying. I said, see, yeah. Yeah, that's where the car Cars, was burning. Vehicles can catch dead. on fire for different reasons. There's a lot of things. We walk around with gasoline. We drive with gasoline in yeah. the tank. That's right. That's true. So, yeah. I don't know what the circumstances were for that particular incident, mm-hmm. but vehicles can catch on fire for a number of reasons. Mm-hmm. Anywhere from fuel leaks to oil leaks 
to low tires to electrical shorts. A low tire can make you fire? Yes, a low tire can make you <laughs> it's fire. It's going to make me fire. <laughs> low tire. Really? Yes. Dang. That's what, I bet that's Dang. what happened to the 18-wheeler we saw that time, T3. 18-wheelers yeah. are very, very susceptible to it. Okay, tip three. So, air filters. Mm -hmm. Air filters. You have different air filters in the car. But we're yes. going to talk about first the one that, that, that uh, feeds the engine. Mm -hmm. Okay, imagine these people at the starting block and they're ready to run. And they're running. And you cover their nose and their mouth. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. How far do you think they're going to get? My they can, they can, they can. They'll be able to run with the thing mm -hmm. on their mouth. Your mouth and your nose cover? You they, mean cover like where they, they can breathe through it or they can't breathe through it? If they, they, breathe if they it. cover their nose in oh, their no, mouth no. where they can't breathe, they how not, fast do you think they're going to run? They ain't going to run fast. Well, that's, what, that's what you're trying to do to your vehicle when you don't change your air filter. Oh, no. You're out there trying to make your car run a race and, and it can't, can't breathe. breathe. Oh, my God. That's what you're doing. Jesus. Is anybody here guilty? Raise your hand. Yeah. I don't know. Is anybody here guilty? I don't know. Before you met me, what, uh, have you ever been I, guilty? I, no. When, I when you would take your my, car to the dealership to get an oil change and they ask you to change the air filters, you'd be like, no, just change the oil. <laughs> just change what I told you. I got something. Wait, wait, wait. I got a question. This filter you're talking about is not the oil filter. No, air filter. We're start with the air filter. Air filter. The one that feeds the engine. And that one, I don't remember nobody asking me about no air filter. Well, they ask you when you go get the oil filter. They talk about the oil filter. Chances are you guilty. No, Wait, that's no, the air filter. They talk about the cabin air filter. That's the one you talking about? I'm not talking. I'm talking about the one that feeds the engine. That's what they ask oh, you about. Well, they need to tell me. They, they, they need to say. They need to tell me. This is the one yet. that feeds your engine. I need to. Buy and then I would have been yet. like, yeah. So <laughs> when they said air filter to me, start, I'm thinking my air conditioning. Right. Yeah, me too. Let's start with the basics. Okay. What the air filter does? There's something. There's a sequence. When you met me, what did my air filter look like? Did you look at it? Judge a woman by her eyes. It needed to be replaced. It did? Yeah. Mm. It was bad? Yeah, you don't remember. Was. That was a long time ago. I remember. Time. I remember. <laughs> That's how bad it was. What did it look like? It was bad. Dang. Dang. So, <laughs> okay, so, go ahead. You know, from manufacturer to manufacturer, they vary a little bit. But the basic principle is the same. Wow. It works on a four-stroke principle. Mm. Intake, compression, power, and exhaust. When you start your vehicle and you hear your engine running, this is happening hundreds of times a minute. Mm -hmm. And as these moving parts, let's, we'll go through it. Intake, the piston is coming down, the intake valve is open. The air fuel mixture comes into the combustion chamber and it's drawn in. Mm -hmm. Compression, both valves closed, the piston is coming up, the air fuel mixture is being compressed to make it more volatile. Intake compression, power. At that point, the spark plug fires, igniting the air-fuel mixture, driving the piston back down. Mm. Exhaust. The exhaust valve opens, the piston's coming up. And that's when it goes out and the smoke that's what, come, that's what comes out the tailpipe. Get out there. So intake, compression, power, exhaust. This sequence comes over and over and over. So the air filter has to filter all that to make sure it's so clean. So as the air, right? as you know, it's something that your, air, that your vehicle needs in order to run. It needs air. Oil. It needs fuel, mm -hmm. and it has to be timed, and it needs fire. Fire. It needs to be ignited. If you have those components, the engine's going to run. Mm -hmm. Now, the air filter filters the air that goes into the engine. 
Because what's in the air? Stuff. Dirt. You could you go down a country road. You how many been everybody been down a country road and you or you go and you see a big dust cloud. You don't want that in your engine. You know why? Because that dirt and that dust particles in mess up with the it goes in there and it turns that nice pretty buttery oil into sandpaper. And you just grinding up all of that good old engine that you you know that everybody's paying the car note on. Just grinding it up. <laughs> so, the air filter is very, very important. Now, you can have a partially, you can have an air filter that's in good shape. You can have one that's restricted. And you, I've seen them just, that's been in there ever since the car was brand new. People never changed. One time, one time, it was a roach on my filter they pulled out. Well, it can happen. I've seen anything from butterflies to feathers, all kind of stuff. <laughs> oh yeah, somebody had a bird. <laughs> somebody had a mama had a bird. Not a little canary. Yeah, a little car, a little canary. Yeah. Yeah. So, grill. The air filter. What it does is it filters the volume of air that goes into the engine for the engine to run. Okay. And this protects the engine so that you don't have outside debris in there that cause. Uh, like the bad kind of friction. That's the, the thing, bad friction. That's the thing they bring out when you're sitting in the lobby at the little oil change place it and they bring on, it and they show you they might, dirty. Yes. That's the one they show you? I, I thought that, they was bringing in the air, the cabin air yeah. filter. Right now we're talking about the air filter. That's I don't know what it is. They need to tell you. That's why we're yeah. having this conversation. That's right. So they that only you say air filter. So it's, on, it's air filter. That's all you have is, to say? When is, they say air filter, they're talking about the engine. Air filter. If they say yeah. air filter, it should be for the engine. If they say cabin filter, that's the one for the yeah. air conditioning. Okay. Oh, yeah, I have heard them say that. All right, all right. So but now they're talking about air filter. filter. So when, they say air, when they say air filter, I thought they was talking about the cabin air filter. A good air filter, I didn't know what that. happens is it's less restrictive. Mm-hmm. Now, what happens if you have a restrictive air, air filter? Number one, your engine's not going to perform the way it needs to. Mm-hmm. Number two, it's going to burn more fuel. Because it's working harder. Because it can't breathe. Because yeah. it can't I'm thinking breathe. about how much money gas is. Right. Mm-hmm. I need all my gas. Mm-hmm. So this is this is why we're having this conversation. So yeah. that the more we know about it, you know, the the, the better uh, informed we are. I need, right. to, I need to do that because the last time that I went to go get my oil changed, the man did come up to me and he was like, uh, They always do. Your air filter mm-hmm. needs, needs to be changed. Be and, I like, changed. I and I thought they I was said, playing with me. I said, I can't afford that. We're just going to do the oil. <laughs> so, so, so no paying for it anyway. if he comes in and shows you what this you as us? a consumer, mm-hmm. that's why we're having this conversation now. Okay. As a consumer, what should you say? You should say, is How that much my... Is is, no. You should say, is that my air filter or is that my cabin filter? Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to make that's sure. Right. Make sure that's what you that that should be your response. Yeah, now mm-hmm. I know. Mm-hmm. Right. Instead of just no. Exactly. Because my first thing is no. They trying to get over on right. me. Right. Yeah. And get some extra on because me. Because I'm thinking yeah. it's just the cabin air. I'm all right. I can breathe roaches. Okay. <laughs> you know. Because so, one time he brought it in, it was like bugs in it and stuff. I was like, filter, Ugh, put it back in there. Right. The air filter <laughs> that feeds the engine. Uh, if you look at your owner's manual, there's mm-hmm. an interval in there. I do mine. I, I I do ours. I change ours like twice a year. Okay. Okay. And Not when you change it all, just no, different times. No, I pull it out. I look at it. But uh, if it's as soon as it starts looking iffy, I change it. I don't think I knew that. I thought it was the cabin air filter and the oil filter. Mm-hmm. When you change your oil, I you always change your filter. oil filter and you always put new oil in it. Yeah. 
But the cabin filter, I mean, now, the cabin filter, the, the air, air filter, filter is for the engine. If you look at the recommended air filter, it'll tell you. But I look at mine and I, I inspect it to see what kind of shape it's in. Because I want it, I want my engine to be able to breathe. Because if your engine's struggling to breathe, yeah. you're going to use more fuel. So you're, you're, everything go back to you using more fuel. It's gonna use more fuel, yeah. and that that's what it's important. Yeah, it's important. So uh, years ago, engines were the maintenance on engines. Where you had to do all you had to sit, you had to set timing, adjust the carburetor, yeah. you had to do all these other things, change the change the points and condenser, change the cap, mm-hmm. the distributor cap, change the rotor. Cars don't have distributors anymore. That's good. Everything's okay. electronic now. Yeah. So when we talk about the air filter, it's very, very important, okay. and it needs to be changed at a regular maintenance. So I bet the maintenance men be going back. So with that being said, how often should they be changed? Just you twice said, a year, like you, you said. said it I mean, for every manual. Oh, okay. I do mine. I, I end up doing mine t- twice a year. Okay. But I would recommend looking at the the maintenance manual and go with the recommended air. So if they they asking you every six months, that's not right. Let me ask you. No, I I would say that's too frequent. Okay. I was too okay. How I, many miles do you put in your car a year? Many. <laughs> like, at a least lot. We should know that. I would say so, because that's a know. that's a question they ask you when you shopping for insurance. Right. I would say I, I do, um, because I, I you commute. Would you say ten thousand miles a year? Yeah. At least. Would that. you say fifteen thousand miles a year? Maybe ten thousand. Yeah, I can yeah, do ten thousand. Yeah, I think maybe not fifteen thousand a year. I mean, unless I'm like really my car had two. Places. This is my my first car had what two hundred thousand miles on it. Now mine, yeah, my car, my first car was it was going it was going to be eight years old, and it almost had three hundred thousand miles. So what's that? Maybe like roughly fifteen thousand miles a year. You said eight years old, and mm-hmm. it had how many? It was almost to three hundred thousand. Oh, and all you gotta do is just divide eight years. Yeah. 10,000 miles a year, okay. you did 30, uh, like almost 30-some thousand miles a year. So let me do mine. My car um, was 13 years old. And I would I say like that once a year would be good for yours, twice a year would be good for yours. Okay. And I'm going to just tell you, there, there are times when I changed my air filter and it didn't need to be changed. Oh, okay. You just did it just I look at it and like, get yeah. it out of here. Might put well. fresh in there. Because mm-hmm. that's the way I, that, I understand the importance of it. Right. Because I know it's going to pay me mm-hmm. in dollars and cents as far as the amount of fuel that I put Can you get better filters like you do in your home? You know how they got the different types of yes. mm-hmm. filters, filters that you can buy for your house? All it, filters, do they have that for your car too? All filters are not necessarily created equal. No. Some manufacturers make them out of better materials than others. Mm-hmm. But I will say that if you change it frequent enough, it don't matter. Okay. All right. Well, that's good to know. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Well, thank you so much. Yeah. Thank for you. sharing all these tips, I wrote down a whole bunch of stuff that I got to get done <laughs> because yeah. my car is yeah. about to blow up. <laughs> no, my hand going to blow up. No, I don't. <laughs> Thank you so much.
Okay, so now it's time for what y'all laughing at, and we have some funny car stories for y'all. <laughs> I have a funny car story. Um, I was a young mechanic working at the dealership, and uh, I prided myself on doing a good job on every job, on every vehicle that I worked on. And I was working on a uh, particular vehicle. It was for a lady. And uh, I started on the vehicle later the uh, previous day. And I said, well, I'll be in tomorrow, and I'll finish it up. So the lady had come to pick the car up, but I hadn't gotten to work yet. She came too early. Mm-hmm. So uh, I worked in a dealership, brand-new cars. And uh, I drove an old raggedy car. I had an old car. Mm-hmm. And when I was coming into the dealership, my power steering hose blew off mm-hmm. and sprayed hot and sprayed power steering fluid all over my engine, and it was this thick white smoke oh, my just pouring out of my car. Oh, my and I'm driving up into this new dealership with all these new cars, <laughs> and the lady was asking, "Well, what time does the mechanic get here?" He and the man said, "He ain't come right now." <laughs> and all I don't want that fool working on my car. That's exactly what she said. Did she leave? She couldn't leave. I had a car for her. Oh my goodness. But you know, she was there. She was there. She she was just like, because the man said, oh, he ain't come now. And I'll come through with an old raggedy car, thick white smoke coming out from Monday. But, but you know what though? That's kind of like they say about hairdressers. If they had always messed up, they do good hair. So you had a raggedy car. Yeah, I had an old busy. raggedy car. They busy working mm-hmm. on everybody else. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. They can't work on their own. That's a shame. You got a funny car story? Anytime I get in the car, it's funny. I, I have to. One of my first one was when I thought that uh that new. Hydro car was going to run off of water. water. <laughs> I thought the same thing when I heard it. And when I hear hydro, I think water too. Yeah. Hydro car, and it's going to run off of water. I was about to go turn it back away. And then a uh, carbon footprint. Go on. One, that, one other one that we had, I don't know if this is really funny, but that time that we were going to physical therapy for T2, and uh, my car, <laughs> something was wrong with the tires, like it always is. Yeah. And uh, I'm thinking everything's okay, so I'm riding regular, driving the regular speed limit, and then my car starts shaking. <laughs> and I mean, we ended up just rocking and rolling, just shaking it up. And then next thing you know, the uh, tires blow out. Yeah. How many tires? Just one. Just one. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, was, I have tires. Shaking. I had problems with tires. Yeah. And I remember I went to bed with this one Mart. I'm not gonna name what Mart it was, but they gave me a tire. No, they they fixed my tire. They plugged. They said they plugged it, but I guess they didn't. So I had to call the corporate office, and I was like, I trust these people. I wore a real good letter. I trusted these people with my tire. And they told me I could make it back home because I was out of state. Uh oh. So I was at a, and they they tried to they gave me a free tire because of the letter I wrote. And a hundred dollar gift ticket, oh, gift, well, gift nice. card, because oh, they had me out there, a out, right? 
in the middle of with some little plugged up tire. Mm-hmm. That's not funny. That's just real. All right. That's mm-hmm. just real stuff. Mm-hmm. It's funny when you look back on it. You're like, oh, right. remember that time we was on the side of the road? <laughs> you <laughs> have to laugh to keep from crying. And I had to put my yoga mat down to change the tire. <laughs> I do have kind stranger type yeah. stories because this one time, um, me and my friend, uh, we were in Georgia and we were going to visit another friend, another part of, we were in Atlanta and we were going to another, like, surrounding little town or city, I can't remember which one, yeah. but my tire went out. So here I am, we trying to get to the other girl house, didn't make it, and we were going to change the tire ourselves, so we got our little, we took our little t-shirts and put our t-shirts on we was gonna get down and work and change the tire ourselves which just me and her and i guess some guy must have saw us and was like let me go here and help them no and i used to keep a lot of stuff in my trunk so i had taken all the stuff out of my trunk and when the guy when i saw the guy pull over i don't think he spoke english or something like that because i don't remember him saying nothing to us but i had the what's it the tire iron yeah i had it in my hand because i was like just in case he go and start acting a fool. Yeah, I'ma have this and I'ma go I'm go, go to work on his head, right? <laughs> so he needed it to get the lug nuts off. So he he I don't remember him saying nothing in English, but he was like, and I was like, no, I can't give you this. My weapon. <laughs> my friend was like, Come I can't give you this to unless I'ma give you this. <laughs> I'm supposed to get it get this to you on top of your head, right? <laughs> but. It, I, I, she was like, no, let's go ahead. You got to get the, the lug nuts off or whatever to get the tire off so he can change it. So I handed it over to him. And he was all right. Oh, he yeah. did nothing to us. And uh, he Look took the, the tire off and changed it, put the um, donut on it. When we was in Florida. Oh. And I went, I didn't close the trunk all the way. Oh, my goodness. Like an idiot. Your and all of my up. stuff fell out. All yeah. our luggage, everything. Like, a, a, how what is eight lanes? Yep. No, y'all didn't tell me that. Yes. (laughs) Did y'all go get your stuff? Yeah. Yeah. We had just went to the store, so we was like cereal boxes all in the street, our clothes. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all didn't tell me that. How'd you get your stuff? We had to run across the eight lane highway. It was the car blowing us off. People stopped. They They let us get our stuff. And And then one man got out of his car and they helped y'all get stuff. Y'all didn't tell me that story. Yeah. Y'all was embarrassed. T2 was ready. She was like, I mean, we need to go back to the country where it's safe. <laughs> they do not have eight days. Oh, that was too funny. We were scrambling. Oh, oh my penny! My penny! That's what I felt like. I'm like, Lord, everybody go see the crowd. They on the highway. They on the highway. Oh, my damn. delicate cross. You just ran over. Yeah. But that was crazy. That was. I'm glad y'all got all your stuff. Did y'all lose anything? Oh, we got y'all got everything. Everything. Oh, yeah. Look at the Lord. <laughs> Look at yeah. Jesus. That's where he is. 